in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I am sitting to the left of the clumsy Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I deserve that one. Do I? Do I need to tell you? We, we had, need to explain. We, we had a we had an international incident at my house this past uh, weekend. Glenn, uh, Laura, and I uh, we went to <laughs> after years of research. Um, exhaustive, yes. exhaustive, uh, you know, studying of various aspects of furniture. We we found the perfect couch for us, and it happened to be on sale. So we had the it is like a one once in a lifetime chance. Basically, this this it'll never be the same again. Uh, I call I, I go I, we go up to Kansas City to go get the couch. I go get the couch. I pick it up, successfully put it in my truck, drive it back here. Get to my driveway, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I got the couch. Everything's good. I didn't lose it out the back of the truck. Nothing like that. Um, call Glenn up to come help me move it in the house. And Glenn and I drop it on the on the concrete in front of my house and break it. And it, was, it wasn't just a drop. No, no, no. It was like the perfect drop. It was. The only way that that leg could have broken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shattered the leg. It was... It was a low point in my moving career. Yeah, yeah. I was I was telling Laura like I, I've moved. I've moved myself. I've moved my friends. I've moved, you know, strangers. Uh, and I've never I've never had anything like that happen before. Uh, me neither. Yeah, but just uh, the stars aligned. Just I a broke freak your thing. couch. Just a freak thing. So yeah. So we, uh, we're working on a payment plan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, it is. It was a. It was a black mark on my otherwise sparkling record. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Oh, it was sparkling. I think I moved like six people one summer. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, like the, those boards that have like you know, so many days uh, without incident. You know, like in, oh yeah, in factories. You know, I, I, would, I would have like accident. Two hundred thousand. Yeah, right, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm back to day one. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's all right, Glenn. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> the best part is I'm like we're so this this couch is a two piece sectional, right? Is mm-hmm. that what you call these things? Yeah. Sectionals. Yep, yep. And we are sitting on the one sectional that's not broken. That's not broken, and the other one is flipped over, sitting right next, next to, to it. it. Yeah. So I've you know got my hand on a little old uh, tripod over yeah, here. Yeah, tripod. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's all right, Glenn. I laugh to mask the pain. That's right. That's right. Me too. Um. Speaking of masking the pain, Glenn, uh, Glenn and I are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, Gentleman.com is a site for all things manly. Uh, it also hides my pain, Glenn. It's like the tears of a clown when I go to this site. Um, yep. It makes me it makes makes me appear as though I'm happy and right. uh, an upstanding member of the community. But unlike tears of a clown, there are people around. That's true. And they're for, on the for, site. It's for everybody to see. That's right. And everybody yeah. sees it. Everybody sees so, it. So maybe Smokey um, Robinson. Plenty of people you know. around. Well, okay. Yeah. But yeah, we, we 
This is a this is a thriving community. They they've posted uh, some incredible things this week, which we're going to go over in a minute. Yeah, they have. Um, as usual, as another another fine week for the gentleman community. Without fail, the hardest part about picking what to talk about is like. Actually, okay. Narrowing that's awesome. Down. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is the most awesome? Yeah. Or, you know, and a lot of stuff we have to leave out. We've talked about this because it just doesn't translate to talking about yeah. it. So it could be awesome to like a great click video. On the link or, or, and, yeah, yeah. But it just doesn't. Okay. Now Brian's going to scroll over. Now, what, now watch what happened, guys. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it, quite. Yeah. So, we, it, you know, that's true. We we have a very specific subset of content that we have to use for the podcast. But right. um, another great week for the, for the gentleman crew. Um, Kicking out the jams as usual. We're, yep. we're always appreciative of that. And we are also appreciative of you sending a letter to the Gentleman Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, comments, complaints. Uh, screams of outrage. Screams of outrage. Yes. Basically any type of commentary. Mm. Um, you can send it to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, you could, if you are an incredibly... If you're a boring person... You could send us an email, <laughs> but I mean, <sighs> no one wants to do that. I email mean, is so, I mean, wh- wh- when did AOL come out? I don't know, 90, 94, 95, something like yeah, that. Something I mean, like that. if you want to live in the past, you can right. send us an email. Right. I mean, 93 or something, 94. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, uh, email is pretty outdated. Right. Um, if you want to, if you want to go straight to the source, everybody knows you send a letter. It's over. timeless. Yeah, Exactly. And you get to support the U.S. Postal Service. Right. Um, we also do accept Snapchats. That's true. Um, that's true. All kinds of social network stuff. I'm, there's got to be... We, see, we say Snapchat. And it we makes probably us, should get a Snapchat account. It, it, it probably makes us seem really outdated or something. Because there's probably some new hip thing right, right. that we don't know about. Quick, yeah, like the gentleman of... Pick. Yeah. <laughs> the gentleman of... Yeah. Right. The, well, the gold it's like standard. gentleman. The gold standard. It's like gentleman, but right, it's... Right. You know, people go on and pitch these companies to VC, and right? Like, All right, we'll build, we'll build in the next, you know, Facebook for right. The we're next building the next gentleman for for cats. Yes, mm-hmm. um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Glenn. So yeah, you can send an email over to howdyatgentleman.com if you want to. You could uh, go to the social network and type in gentleman and see if we're there. We probably are, except for Snapchat, which we're not. We're not. Uh, but you know, Twitch, uh, Twitch. Tinder, <laughs> Tinder. Um, <laughs> Instagram. We haven't talked about Tinder in a while. I wonder what they're doing. Airbnb. You can Airbnb. stay at the, <laughs> stay at the gentleman. Don't B&B. pay for the couch repairs. Yeah, I, I'm renting a room in my house. Yeah, exactly. Stay with Glenn Stansberry. Yeah. On Airbnb. How do you feel about dogs? Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, Glenn. So yeah, you uh, please get in touch with us if you have any questions or anything like that. And otherwise, let's get started with the show, Glenn. All right, Brian. My favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I almost forgot about it. Oh, I, I saw you going for the tax, and yeah, I thought right. I'd just interject right there. But right. our favorite segment is, and one we should never overlook. No, the drink of the week. That's true. That's true. Uh, and this week, um, Glenn brought over a. This is a little bit. This is like a throwback now because we're 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 actually here in Kansas. We're in the throes of spring. It's early spring, man. It's starting you to warm think up. So? It's starting to warm up? Nah, we're getting a rope it Winter's rope it us right now. I don't know what's going on, but I'm saying the temperatures are kind of warming. Warming up out there. It was like 55 degrees today. And it's been in the 60s previously. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn. But Glenn brought over this uh, New Belgium Frambrosen, which is a winter, wintry, a wintry nut brown ale or yes. something. But it has a unique characteristic, which is kind of out of our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And that is fruit, Brian. That's it's right. It's a raspberry nut brown ale. I can't think of another 
fruity brown ale that we've had on the podcast. I don't. We've kind of shied away from them, probably for good reason. Um, this one, I everybody knows about New Belgium. We've talked about them on the show before, so we're not going to get into the the whole fat tire story and the bicycle trip through Europe or whatever. Like you know, they the, all have those. Yeah, exactly. All the breweries. Um, which maybe we should do, Glenn. Yeah. Maybe you should. Uh, yeah. We should go on a bicycle trip through <laughs> Europe. One of those two. One of those tandem bikes. Bring, bring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that um, would be awesome. Well, I think yeah, it would be cool. Uh, actually, actually, I think it would be way better if we just rented a little motor scooter. <laughs> and I was gonna say. I just, I just held onto your back and we just, you know, <laughs> just tool, go. It'll be warm. I uh, driving through the Alps. I was on the way back from Ireland. I sat next to these guys on the plane, and uh, I got to talking with them because it's a long flight, you know, and mm-hmm. they're about my age and everything. And so they had just come back from spending like a bunch of time in Europe and Ireland, and they're heading back to the states. And uh, I was at, you know, I asked them a couple different things, and I said, "Well, you know what? The best thing that we did was," they said, "like him, like him and I, like we went to this town." I don't know where it was. It might have been Paris. It might have been like Paris or something. It was like some big European town that everybody goes to. Mm -hmm. But he's like, we rented... We rented one motor scooter. And they did the, the Dumb and Dumber thing. He said it was the awesomest thing that they were just tooling around on this thing and it was going like 15 miles an hour or something like that. And they were like taking like pictures of themselves and stuff. And yeah. On the, on the motor scooter. But I, I totally, as soon as he said that, I was like, are you, t- are you saying you did like the Dumb and Dumber style like motor scooter thing? And he's like, yeah, it was exactly like that. So, and these guys are pretty, I mean, they were cracking me you up. You believe them? Know? Well, no, I mean, they were, they were pretty funny guys because I could definitely see see him doing that but anyway uh, so I, I thought it was the funniest thing just to, to picture two guys on a motorcycle you know in real life Paris. actually yeah actually doing that anyway Glenn tourists okay sorry side note but um, so if you ever if you have any pictures or um, uh, uh, stories about sharing a motor scooter in European cities let us know because maybe we should maybe that's something we need to do I'm open to new things I'll try anything once that's true it's true Glenn and that's why we're going to try this beer right now that's right and this is a fruity brown ale with depth and delicate malt notes according to the New Belgium website and it's uh, it says that every year New Belgium sends a delegate to the Pacific Northwest I like that they say a delegate yeah it's like a a beer delegate a, yeah a political ooh uh, pick me yeah <laughs> Um, a delegate to the Pacific nor- Northwest to oversee the process of turning freshly picked berries into a pure juice to be added to the fermentation. I tried to watch the video on their site, mm-hmm. but the people that were talking in the video were speaking, I think, German, and yeah. I don't speak German, and there were no subtitles, so I don't. Right. <laughs> and right. New Belgium's a Colorado beer company, so I don't know. It's what, kind of out of the field. Yeah, it? It was a little weird. But anyway, Glenn. All right, well let's uh, let's crack these things open and see what's what with this. Fruity beer, raspberry fruit. Yeah, I seem, it seemed a little wrong uh, to get this, but I'm you know we've we've not had good good luck with uh, adding weird things to beer like the hibiscus goes. Or, well, I will say that <coughs> oh, I will say that uh, under the aroma description it says hibiscus flowers. I don't smell hibiscus. I smell raspberries. I mean, it's not like faint. It is. It is. It is out there and it is loving it. You know, Frambrosen even has its own Instagram account. What? Beers have their own Instagram accounts? Apparently. Huh. We should lobby them to say, like, Frambrosen on gentlemen. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. <coughs> mm. Well, it smells good, Brian. <coughs> but it doesn't really smell like beer. Uh, cheers. Cheers. <sighs> Whoa. 
Wow, that is raspberry. That's a lot of raspberry. Ugh. Holy. It's not bad. No, it's, it's not just bad. Just a little offsetting. It's like a. Uh, what are those like? Cho- uh, those like chocolate cherry? Yeah. Things. Yeah. Cordials. You know cherry about? cordials. Maybe. I, I don't know if that. Or the, it was like the gooey cherry yeah. chocolate on the outside. Yeah. yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It's just like a chocolatey. Mm. It's like a liquid cherry cordial. Man, that's not bad. It's not. It's. It's. I'm worried that. I don't know. I'm worried once we get into the second one, it might start to be a little bit right. But for right now, it really yeah. isn't. I mean, there is a lot of raspberry, but it's really not too bad. Mmm. Well, it's actually getting better the more I drink. Yeah, which is I true like for it. most alcohols. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, this um, would be like a good Valentine's Day, like. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, I was. You a know, bit... you could have ch- chocolates, or you could have a beer. And... I'm always a little bit. Weirded out by raspberry type stuff. I think I just got burned, or you know, when I was in college or something in my formative beer drinking years, where I would get like, or you know, like somebody would have like a six pack of, you know, a wine cooler, yeah, <laughs> with some beer sprinkled into it or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I just I hated that. Yeah. So I this, but this is good. This is very. It's not. It's. We should trust New Belgium to be able to do a raspberry beer. All right. Man, that's pretty good. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, this is uh, 16 IBUs. Yeah, very uh, smooth. What was the what was mm. the price on the? It was a little bit more expensive. It was 10.99. Ooh, whoa. Yeah. Wow. You're drinking. Uh, you're drinking some. That's some, some expensive. Yeah. It's one of the more expensive ones we had on here, and this, the alcohol by volume 6.5 percent. So not really. It's a little bit high, but not much. I mean, typically when you. Yeah, the higher end ones are, I I don't know. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. kind of it's kind of taking it down a peg because of that. Mm-hmm. I would say, price. given the given the expense of it, mm-hmm. I would give it a seven point eight. That high, really? I was gonna go seven five. Yeah. Okay. So it's a good beer, but the the problem is is the price. Yeah, that, that's a that's a pricey beer. I, I w- it's not for for eleven dollars. I couldn't recommend somebody paying that much for it. Now, late in the season, maybe it goes on sale. There you go. Then you go pick up a bunch of it, and you save it for next Christmas. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. like a forever stamp, but it's a beer. <laughs> the forever beer. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Well, we need... But, Brian, we have to we have to push the boundaries every now and again. we got to stretch our limits. We have to really, you know... If we're, we're not doing our job. That's true. If, if we, don't, we don't take risks. Exactly, because we want to we we save our listeners from having to buy bad beer that's right so we're we here for it. the good and the bad you know what i need to do is i need to compile a list of all these mm-hmm. and sort them in the appropriate you know have a page for all the yeah. beers we ranked and mm-hmm. have like graphical like yeah breakdowns and stuff uh okay glenn that's a good idea i'm gonna have to work on that so like maybe it. maybe we should work on it this week sometime we okay um sounds like a good idea yeah i could just add that into the podcast yeah a new app for beer ratings or whatever. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, um, so, all right. So we have a, on the MTS scale, mm-hmm. I've done some calculations. Okay. Um, I have determined based on the empirical MTS scale okay. that our ratings combined with the mathematical formula yes. end up being a 7.65. Wow. So, yeah, I did that pretty quick. I know you're... I, 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 look, I, I was good at math in, in high school, so... You, you lost me at... Calculation. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, just, okay. just a little thing. I got my slide rule out real quick while yeah. you weren't looking. <laughs> Abacus. Um, yeah, the MTS 
Fantasticus. Sounds painful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Glenn. So seven point six five. So let's uh, let's check over. Let's uh, peruse beersnob.com. I bet this is going to rank high on beersnob. And uh, Frambrosen. What do you bet? Snob. What do you bet this ranks high because it's so it's a fruit, it's like an off you know kilter off the beaten track kind of you know yeah, how they, they like, like the, the high biscuits the trendy but it's a, but it's not high percentage of alcohol it's not really weird it's it's raspberry brown ale you know yeah it's solid yeah. it's a good beer okay well beer snobs um what mm. eighty two eighty two eighty two on beersnob.com. uh the bros. The beer snob bros said eighty five, so I don't understand the. I think we should just. I don't do understand away with the, the bros. bros versus the the B, the regular score. I don't understand. <laughs> but I just on a whim went to beersnob.com, and it turns out that domain is actually for sale. Oh, for thirty five thousand dollars. They're only thirty five thousand. Well, yeah, okay. Well, we'll here's what's happening. Somebody's been listening to the gentleman podcast. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look at this massive promotion we're getting. So it's clearly worth thirty five. All we'll do is we'll take all the money that we make off the podcast. Yep, and we'll buy the beersnob.com domain, and we'll still have about I don't know how much we have left over. Quite a I bit. The U.S. Postal Service is really yeah. uh, <laughs> taking us back, but they pay us in stamps. So <laughs> today's post brought to you by the USPS. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, New Belgium Frambrosen Ale. I would say if it was cheaper, I would I would give it a much higher rating. Yeah, I, would I like too. the taste of it. Yep. I just feel like ten ninety nine is a lot for what you're getting there. Yes, but it's, okay. a, it's a solid beer. Yeah, it maybe is. it's cheaper near it you. Is. If it is, pick it up, try it out. It is. Oh, uh, I should add, this is a special edition. Yes. So that's probably why they jacked up the price a, a hair. Oh uh, well, you slap a label on it, special edition. All of a sudden, you're charging three dollars more for it. That's right. We're not a fan of labels. Podcast, gentleman.com, special edition. Special edition. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe every every episode is a special edition. That's true. Okay. Um, Glenn, okay, well, let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com from the last week or so, Glenn. Where do, where do we begin? Ah, uh, gosh. All right, well, let's start with this uh, post by Razorback. Um, yes. You know, I should get tired of hearing his name. I should I don't. Get, I should get I tired. Ever. I have like a script in my head that said, "All right, first up, we have a post by Razorback," mm-hmm. and it's literally what we say every week. But that's because he always posts great stuff every week. If he would stop posting great stuff, then we could stop talking about it. Maybe we should start a petition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Razorback. we could do that. Razorback. Do that. If you're listening, he, you might be. Yeah, I mean, he's. We he's implore really, you. Yeah, he's really. You know, when you think about it, the post the great stuff at com, and then people spend hours of their day. On gentleman.com, looking at stuff that he's posted. They hold him liable for this. I mean, yeah. That's true. We could be admitting his guilt. All right, all right, right. We're, we, Our lawyers have advised us to not give any advice right. on anything. So right. let's, yes. let's, uh, yeah. let's move uh. on from that. All right. Well, anyway, Razorback, as usual, is supposed to something awesome. And this one <clears throat> is titled, 132-year-old Winchester rifle found propped against a national park tree. Now, that's kind of a loaded title. But I like what you did there with the yeah you see what I uh-huh, uh-huh. the gun was actually unloaded but oh well thanks Brian thanks yeah. for just really pouring water on that uh, mm-hmm. intro but all right so yeah the the <sighs> great now where do I go you you just completely de- all right well anyway as the article tells us is a Washington Post article this gun literally uh, was late 1800s probably 1882 yep. I think the, they said the rifle was made mm-hmm. uh, was propped against a tree. And was left for what? How many years is that? A hundred and yeah. almost two hundred? Mm-hmm. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. One, one hundred, like one thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, like I said, 
math. Yeah. You know. Um, um, <laughs> right. This but, is the year 2000. Yeah. So the, the rifle was just sitting there and some archaeologists were doing some digging in the area. And they just happen to look over, and there's a rifle sitting there. Yeah. And uh, somebody, apparently they thought that somebody had maybe sat down to have lunch or something, and then just got up and accidentally left the rifle behind, and it just sat there for 120 years or yeah. whatever. So the, the butt end was, like, partially buried just because of natural mm-hmm. settling and all that stuff. And the- But they said that, uh, they said it was going to be recoverable, and they're going to, I mean, obviously not usable. Mm-hmm. It was rusted and all this stuff, but they're going to clean it up and make it. And put it on display um, for people to go see. So it's pretty cool. And the article points out that you look at a picture of it, and you can see why it was like not had, hadn't been seen. Yeah, like it really it blends, blends in with the tree, right? With the tree, basically. <laughs> it's it like looks- the same color. It's like natural camouflage. Yeah. Granted, it is made out of a tree, yeah. so maybe that's. But yeah. it is pretty uncanny that it, the the type of tree it rested against was you know. Yeah, kind of aged with it. So yeah, it's crazy, man. I you know you don't think about stuff like that. I'm sure stuff like that that happens all the time. Like I mean, yeah, you know, I think about stuff that gets lost or you know whatever. I, I don't know. I'm always curious. I, when I was little, I always liked the idea of having like a metal detector. Yeah, like, I, I really wanted a metal detector. Me too. When I was a kid, I think every kid. Want, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the thing is though is that you, you grow up and then like you go to the beach. Yeah, and there's these guys with metal detectors, yeah. and you're like, man, I'm really glad I never <laughs> I got into that. This guy does it's not like look like he enjoys life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got like... That, he's that guy. The <laughs> that sector. Uh, that's going to be us someday, though, maybe. You know? Yeah, it is. Um, this whole internet thing doesn't work out. I remember when I was in high school, um, I actually had to use a metal detector one time. Oh. Uh, I was dating this girl, and she lost a either an earring or a ring. Uh, in We were like hanging out at some park or something, and she like lost a piece of jewelry... <laughs> And we looked and looked and looked and couldn't find it. And then we went and got a metal detector and we found the ring. Where did you find a metal detector? Her, somebody she knew, like their uncle was the beach guy that had the metal detector. (laughs) And uh, we borrowed it and we, and we went and it actually worked. It actually came in handy. We actually found the ring. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you didn't have to adopt the whole, you know, beachcomber lifestyle. No, I didn't. I got to try it out and not, you know, I had a legitimate reason for right. it, you know. <laughs> not I just... had to pretend like I wasn't excited. Like, right. You know, oh, I guess I'll take the metal detector yeah. and live out my childhood dreams. No, it's my turn. Yeah. You've had it enough. Yeah. So, it, they, they come in handy at times, huh. from time to time. So, so anyway, Glenn. But, yeah, uh, really cool story. They... I, um, they said that that uh, they were going to put it on display, and people can check it out, see the historical rifle. I guess it was they referred to it as an every, every man rifle. It wasn't a particularly; it was a very common rifle. It wasn't a very expensive one. It wasn't yeah. a rare one or anything like that. It was just Winchester, Winchester standard issue kind of, you know, uh, probably probably a you know everyday shooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, anyway, Glenn. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool story. So thanks, Ray, for back for posting that. Um, next up, we're going to talk about uh, this. This post was really awesome. This is I love this kind of stuff, Glenn. Yes, because it's not like a story. It's not just like a story that somebody linked up. This is actually one of our users that posted a picture of himself. I think. Yeah. With his this his own creation, um, and this is posted by the Smith. Um, and somebody had given the Smith a huge oversized wrench <laughs> for Christmas. Uh, there's so much about this post that's awesome. But I yes. love that he says, like, I re- he's, in his own words, he says, I received a, a large wrench for Christmas this year, and having no immediate use for it, I decided to make some modifications. Now it splits wood, which is quite useful on my property as I heat with wood. 
So, <laughs> first of all, the, Let's pic- unpack this. the picture has him in front of the Christmas tree with this huge wrench. And then it's it cut off in the midsection and it's it has a picture side of, by side, yeah. of what he built out of it. And it's like a big wrench sword is yeah. basically what it is. He, he, he like shaved down one end. Mm-hmm. But he also, the other thing is, is in order to make the handle, he has woven another yeah. smaller wrench mm-hmm. and bent it through... It's like a hand protector or something, basically. It's all kinds of awesome is what it is. Yeah, it really is. This is really cool. I mean, (laughs) can you imagine cutting down wood with this thing? No. That would be sweet. I'm trying to... Yeah, I don't know how we... I I, I don't know. Um, How how do you... I mean, I think of splitting wood. I think like with with like an axe, you know? Yes. This this seems like it would be way cooler to use to split wood. Yeah, it would. If it actually worked. I'm getting... It must. It does. Hey, I trust the man. Exactly. Look he's at that a beard. User. Yeah, yeah. That, that carries some weight. And in um, fact, these gentleman members. Yeah, but no, it's really cool. It's a, it's like a. It looks like a. If I had to guess, it looks like about a two foot long wrench. So he basically just yeah, two, made yeah. a blade out of half of it, and the bottom half of it serves as a hand, a small handle for the blade. So you got to see it to believe it. Yeah, you do. So go to podcast.gentleman.com and check out this picture. But the Smith, man really cool use for something like that you know i mean you got to show us some more if this is what you're just doing in your spare time i know you've got more little nuggets hanging around yeah what else is this guy up to he's like oh just no big deal no just big a deal. little christmas gift i got this year i, I mean, made it into a sword yeah now i split things with it yeah <laughs> um so anyway really cool i don't think we talked about the smith before um so awesome awesome post i love to see stuff like this where people are actually building stuff or right. making some cool project um it's really cool so awesome job the smith the smith well done yeah all right rounding out our posts yes is oh oh ryan we haven't talked about this guy in a while we haven't no uh I'm, let me see if I can say his name right razorback Roz razorback razorback Reserbrek. Uh Well, what, whoever he is has posted this uh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic article about a site. Okay, the title of the article. It's not. Well, it's an article over at Mashable titled Get Cold Sparkly Revenge on Your Enemies by Mailing Them Glitter. And basically, this article is all about a website, um, which the domain is uh, shipyourenemiesglitter.com. Um, clever name. It's a clever name, and about you. You send them ten bucks, mm-hmm. and they will send an envelope chock full of glitter, mm-hmm. loosely packed glitter. Yep. With uh, something inside of the envelope, like a little card that says, "You know, mm-hmm. you just been hosed." Right. And you're gonna get glitter everywhere when you open it up, and all this stuff. Um, but the real genius in this, Brian, is the marketing website for the ship your enemies glitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's not for it's not for the faint of heart. The site has a little bit of a profanity. I didn't click on the site. Oh, actually. it's great! It's great. They uh, the, the FAQs are talking about how you know <clears throat> that that glitter is the the herpes of the craft world, mm. um, and you know how how terrible glitter is, and you know it should you know I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Brian? What are your thoughts on shipping glitter? I was trying to get my head around what I didn't understand how that's a bad thing. Okay, you, you know clearly I mean? have not been around glitter ever. Well, I mean, not since I was a kid. So, I, I, <laughs> but I think I understand the logistics <sighs> now that I thought it through. But I, I, I didn't. It was just at first blush. I didn't understand exactly what that meant to be sending your enemies glitter. So, well, I, I haven't really been around glitter. I mean, I, I have two small daughters, so now I am glit- around glitter again. 
uh, but it's been a while. And the thing that uh, the thing about glitter you need to know is that you can look at glitter and it will get everywhere. You don't even have to. You don't have to. You don't have to touch it. You right. don't have to do anything. It mm-hmm. will find itself in the worst places. Okay. You can't get rid of it. Right. So you're like forever. You'll be seeing that glitter and be like forever. Okay. Vacuuming it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Wherever it is, it'll be there. Okay. It's quite. This is quite bad. Well, now you have a you have a story about uh, somebody uh, that sent you a similar packet. What was your story about this? I didn't. Well, Brian, the year was uh, 2006. Okay, maybe, maybe 2007. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, he's kind of a prankster. Uh huh. His name's Dylan. Right. Okay. At the time, though, I didn't know it was him, but he, uh, somebody who I now know, Dylan, mailed me a. Um, a package, mm-hmm. and in this package was a bag. Okay, and in this bag was something that looked funny and smelled funny. <laughs> it's about the size like if you take two hands and hold it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about the size of the bag, mm-hmm. and it kind of had this greenish. So two handfuls, basically. Yeah, two handfuls, exactly. Mm-hmm. Greenish uh, organic substance. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I like have no idea what's going on here, and I open the bag up, and as soon as I open the bag, I get a blast of just the worst smell, okay? okay. Worst smell ever. Yeah. And what it is is there was a service, I don't even know if you can still use it, um, that uh, you can ship people uh, feces from zoo animals. So you pick. So there's like lion. And then all the price points are different, right? So there's lion and gorilla and like raccoon. I can't remember all the ones. There's a lot of them. Hippo. I, I Now I remember. I, I think you've told me this story before. Yeah. And that, so which, so what was it? I had gorilla. You had gorilla I had gorilla. Poo. gorilla yeah, poo and, and I know that. You. Yes. And I know this because um, inside the bag, like in the very center, right? Kind of buried a little bit is a note. All right, and so you you, you reach in there oh. and you pull out the, you kind of shake it off a little bit. And you pull out the note, and it says, um, "This this gorilla poo sent to you by," and then you flip it over, and it says, "We'll never tell." Oh, so okay. so it you have to you see the part that says this gorilla sent this gorilla uh-huh. poo sent to you by, and uh, so it's pretty clever because yeah. you have to reach in there and get it. And expose yourself to whatever diseases that gorillas get. Right. Seems like there's a lot of laws that could be. Oh yeah. They, well, the the thing is, is that this guy who started this website worked at a zoo as like a as a as, I don't know. I guess he cleaned pens, and so he was bootlegging you know animal crap. Whoa. Uh, which seems like a lot of like kind of law. There should yeah. be some laws against that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know what? To each his own. Yeah. If that's your thing. Let me say. I that, like capitalism. Let me. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Entrepreneurial, right there. You know, very resourceful guy. He, he took He's probably like the CEO of Uber now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think there could be something to that. I don't know. Um, well, yeah. Uh, that's interesting, Glenn. I'm glad that uh, that didn't happen to me. Well, don't you know? Catch yourself out just yet, Brian. You know, I do tend to if I get a package though or something like that in the mail, I tend to just rip it open, expecting that it will be you know something that I've ordered or. Yeah. But when you're not expecting something like that, I could see that being a problem. The The other issue with that is what if, like, somebody did do that? They, they brought it home, they ripped open the package, and <laughs> crap everywhere. But, like, what if you have, like, new carpet or something like that? Can you imagine? Like, 
Yeah, there's a lot of things. You know, I'm sure they didn't have like a crack legal team, but, wow. you know, going through all the scenarios here. I mean, the guy was bootlegging crap out of the, out of uh, you know, right, right, right. It wasn't like here. Johnny Cochran was there to defend <laughs> him or something. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway. if the poo does not fit, yeah. you must quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Glenn. All right, so uh, send your enemies glitter. Right. Uh, the tamer. But yeah. equally as maddening. Yeah, this is this is a little bit seems like a little bit more harmless and yep. I don't know. Depends on your ability to deal with with glitter. <laughs> glitter. Yeah. And interestingly the site is for sale. I saw that. Yes. they they're auctioning it off or something. Because they they basically had to shut the site down. Oh, did they? Yeah, they got on like all this mainstream they, had, oh. they said something like they had twenty thousand orders in like a day. Oh. Or something like that. And yeah. a guy who you know, one man operation. Right. It's like when we launched, Brian. Yeah. I understand. So, anyway, okay, those are the tax, right? That was the, those were those were some good tax plan. I like the my favorite's the wrench. The wrench is awesome. That's a really good. That's a really good post, and it's really cool that he's using gentlemen to like share some of that the, that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, Glenn, let's uh, move along here to the uh, toast this week, Glenn. Ah, yes. And I have to I have to give a tip of the cap to this is. Um, this is a little bit unorthodox. Yeah. But the El Suaco yeah. actually inspired this uh, this toast this week. Uh, typically, I just kind of go through the internet and find somebody notable that was doing something. Or died. Inter- yeah, or died. <laughs> uh, this week, thankfully, um, I don't have to go down that path because El Suaco provided this link. Um, and it's called Cool Dad Throws Massive Ball Pit Party While Wife is Away. And um, basically, the gist of it is it's this short little video. It's about three minutes long. And this guy has his own YouTube channel, and he does a bunch of pr- like all kinds of pranks. And he, let's see, his name is Roman Outwood, I believe. Anyway, the point is, um, his wife's away. She's gonna be back later in the evening. Uh, he calls her up and he says, "Hey, what are you up to? And when are you coming home?" Just to kind of, he tries to play it all cool to yeah, try to figure yeah. out what the, the when she's gonna be coming back home. And then he has a massive truckload of plastic balls dropped off at his house. And he's got kids, and so it's like the coolest dad ever because yeah. he fills the entire living room full of <laughs> plastic balls and make this gigantic old school ball pit. Uh, he puts a little trampoline in there, and then he's like, "Oh man, jumping off the second floor into the into the main <laughs> floor, and like falling into you know all kinds of stuff." And his kids are just like loving it, you know. And then the the cool part is at the end of it, like the wife's coming home, and so he puts a massive thing. He like builds this little thing so he can like. As soon as she opens the door, the balls will just like, fly out in there. So he he does that, and uh, and she but she's a really good sport. She she does it, and she's just she you know you can tell this guy does kind of stuff like this all the time. So she, she like runs and jumps in the jumps into the pit and everything. Nice. So, um, but anyway, I was watching this the rest. Of, so so I was watching the rest of this guy's stuff, and you know this wife has to be like the most patient <laughs> wife ever um, because one of his pranks is fake killing his kid on his on it on his wife prank like his wife comes home what? so this is so crazy and i can't i can't believe that she didn't divorce him after this but this his wife comes home she comes upstairs and he has his son dressed in a spider-man outfit and he's like, hey, can you go get me a bottle of water? So she goes downstairs. 
And um, as she's walking downstairs, he's like, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to fly? You know, whatever. Like the the thing where you like put the kid on your on your in your feet and you hold him up in the air like he's flying. Yeah. And so he kind of like just sets the stage, and then he has the kid run into the closet, and he takes out of the closet, takes a mannequin dressed in the oh. same in the same Spider Man outfit. Oh my gosh! And so then she comes back upstairs with the water bottle, and he's like got the like the fake kid over his. You know, over his body, like helping him fly or whatever. Yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna put you real high. I'm gonna put you real high." And he throws her over the edge of the stairs, <laughs> like a twenty foot drop down into the next floor. Oh my! And she flips out, you know, and goes runs down and, and checks on him. And then he like runs down. And he's like, "Oh, just joking," you know. Oh my gosh! But it looked. To, I mean, it was it was pretty legit. Man, so, I I. And there's a bunch of stuff like that out there. So anyway, um, this guy's probably. Really legendary for doing stuff like that. That was pretty, pretty brutal. I mean, because you don't. It's pretty legendary for staying married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, so, so anyway, so she must, she must have like grown to expect that from this dude. But man, that's really pushing the boundaries of of stuff. If, if that rules reverse there, and that happened to me, I, I don't know what I would. have Yeah, done. I would have totally flipped. Yeah. Um, so anyway. <laughs> So he's got all kinds of pranks on there. But anyway, I thought it was really cool. What a cool dad. Other than the whole uh, fake uh, dying uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 giant ball pit. That's a know, great idea. It is pretty cool. I don't know where he got... He had this whole like semi-truck of plastic <laughs> that, that balls. That was my next question. How do you... He, how do you there were like bags of... Just huge bags. And they just loaded them off the truck and just threw them in <laughs> the... Yeah. So it, I don't know how much, how much it cost or what the logistics of it were, but it's pretty sweet. Hmm. So anyway, Roman. I want to make sure I'm getting his name right. Yeah, Roman Atwood. He's a comedian and prankster, known for his hidden cam, hidden camera public prank videos, which he uploads to his YouTube account. I think I've probably seen one of his before. Yeah. So anyway, um, pretty. Is he the guy that always tries to? Um, he'll just scream at his wife at the top of his lungs or something, and oh, I don't just know. a random and catch her reaction. I don't no, maybe. one of these guys. There's, I think there's probably guys like this. Oh yeah, the, yeah. One of them was just you know, would just just try to freak out his wife just by yelling at her, screaming, hit random times and videotape it. It was kind of I don't know. <laughs> Again, that seems kind of weird. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, but the ball pit. Yeah, that's the awesome. ball pit is harmless fun. Yep. The the fake kid death mm. one is not harmless. Grounds grounds for divorce. Though. It is. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So Roman Atwood, uh, well done for being a. <laughs> Cool father. Yeah. For the most part, except when you're not. Right. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Roman. <laughs> except for when you're not. Except for when you fake your kid's death. <laughs> Pseudo cheers, yeah, Roman Atwood. Exactly. Pseudo um, cheers. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, that means it's time for. Um, the Humbugging Topic. topic. Um, Glenn, and this week. So there was a football game yeah. last weekend. Tiny, tiny little football game. Um, it was Seattle Seahawks versus yes. the Green Bay Packers. Yes. And it looked bad. It looked the real Seattle bad. Seahawks. Yep. It was at Seattle. And so a lot of their fans left the stadium and mm-hmm. got locked out because there was no reentry. Um, but once they got on the outside, their team started a miraculous comeback. Yep. That was capped with a win. Uh, to take them into what the Super? Are they going to the Super Bowl or yes. is it? Okay, they're yeah. I, I couldn't remember which. Is the NFC Championship? Yeah. So um, they ended up winning the AFC? game. NFC. But a ton of their fans uh, left the stadium because they were sure that they weren't going to win. Right. 
um, but they got they got stuck on the outside of the building watching on TVs because they left early. Right. So the question is, Glenn, have you 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 being a KU fan, have you left games early? So this is actually. Do you know this about? Did you know? Okay, I. What did I accidentally uncover some Brian, deep dark secret? For, all right. So he, so well. First, let me address. So the hot the hot button issue is. Yeah. Is it. Is it um, bad form? Mm-hmm. At, at what point is it acceptable to leave a, a game that you think that your team can't win? Not until it's over. Okay. Brian says never. Never. Brian has never had a bad football team to watch, apparently. I, I, no, I did growing up. But you couldn't leave because you couldn't drive. No, I was a kid. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So I am a Jayhawk fan, right? Mm-hmm. I take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. I watch almost all the football games, even though they're from your lately couch. have been yeah. yes. Well, now hang on. I've never left a football game I've paid for. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let me just get that out there. Okay. All right. So you're cheap too. That's what you're saying. I'm not cheap. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm a little cheap. <laughs> all right. So the scenario is this. Okay. Beautiful fall day. Mm-hmm. Sun mm-hmm. is out. Probably seventy degrees and like late oh, September. Oh, this is the Colorado game. Yes, this okay. is the Colorado. It's yeah. be- It's gorgeous out. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I went with a friend. Free ticket. Mm. And uh, went with a friend in this game, and Ku was down at half by like I don't I don't at know least three touchdowns. It, oh Might have yeah, been four. and then going into the third quarter, they were down. Like they started third quarter, and they had another touchdown yeah. hung on them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. This is just, you want to get out of here? And we both were like, well, all right, let's go, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. free ticket. Mm-hmm. And literally, as soon as we probably left, we're probably just like these Seahawks fans. Yeah. Okay, you started turning it on. It was like the second biggest comeback ever in NCAA history. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the, I, I don't know. It was up like there. That. It was a r- ridiculous comeback. I yeah. don't remember the exact point total, mm-hmm. but I got shanghaied by friends and family who knew I had left that game. Because it was, and I was not the only one, by the way. Most oh, everybody no, sure, had left. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of KU fans had left that game by that point. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So mm. anyway, but my take. So I, I'm very careful about it now. More mm. careful than I was. Yeah. Because you just never know until you get burned. Yeah. That's right. But my take is is that the difference here between that game, mm-hmm. okay, that was like a Big Twelve. Were, were they Big Twelve still at that point, Colorado? Yeah. Okay, they're still Big 12. Yeah. So it was a league game, but it was, you know, middle of the season against two teams that weren't going to do anything. Right. This is. Neither team was going to a bowl or anything. Right. And it was a free ticket. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks versus. Are in the championship game. Are in the championship game. Right. And nobody gave these guys free tickets. Right. And it's at, you know, a a pro game, like, you know. Mm I, I would not leave that game until the final bell. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were that much down. It wasn't like they were down by four touchdowns. I don't understand why you leave. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why you leave. I a think game it was like, like twelve points or something, but yeah. it was late. It was late in the game. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I can't think. I really, honestly, I cannot think of a single game in a similar, even if it's blowout, I, that I've left. Yeah, I can't remember because I if I go to a game, I go to the game and yeah. I stay until yeah. the end of the game. Yeah, every time. Like I can't remember one that I've left early. Hmm. A single time. I, I don't know. I just can't remember any of that. But I will say, just being an outsider, that KU fans have a little bit of a reputation whoa, for leaving whoa, games whoa, early. Whoa, 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 What? This hot button topic has shifted completely from Look, the topic. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because I, I remember 
one of the funnier things that I've seen on a, on a Big 12 football game was they one oh. of the networks stationed yeah. a reporter outside yeah. of the KU Nebraska. Football, yeah, in anticipation of the fact that yeah. they, they had heard that there's a reputation for people leaving early in the game. Yeah. And they actually stationed a reporter out there yep. to talk to people while they were leaving. Yep. And he was like <laughs> trying to stop me. He was like, hey, where are you going? You know, and it was, I mean, on one hand, it was kind of blow the belt. Like mm-hmm. their team was losing badly. Oh, and trying was... to put them on TV. Uh, on, on the other hand, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, yeah. yeah, because it was in your school. Yes, Brian, it was yeah. funny. So anyway, Glenn, I'm just saying. All right, there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a thing about that. Yeah, I, I know. don't know. You know, we didn't but do that in I, the seasons that we were good. I will say, I will say that every fan base yeah. would be like that yeah. in this, a very similar season. The idea that you know somehow some teams are more fair weather than others are not is not true um, in any respect. So I'm, the thing about the Seahawks thing though is that it seems like there's a good number of people like. They're at the the pictures are great yeah. showing this because they're at the door like like peering like they have yeah. their hands against the glass uh-huh. like they look like cats you right. know like they just want back in and they can't yeah you know? I I can't even imagine leaving the game early and, and finding out that you know the, the, the game before the Super Bowl mm-hmm. yeah why do you leave early I don't know uh, yeah that that is a little bit weird and uh, you wonder what the extenuating circumstances were there because the it, it's. It's the game for the Super Bowl, and you're only down by 12 points. I think that's what it was. I think it was like 19 to seven or something. Yeah, it was. It was like a low scoring, you know. Yeah. If it was 28 to seven in the fourth quarter, I'd be like, all right, I understand. But I want to add one more thing, Brian, to clear mm-hmm. my name. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Wait, no. Never mind. I was going to say that's the only game I've ever left. I've left. I'm... <laughs> I was actually with a game. I was at a game with you where we left early. <laughs> Which one was that? We went with our friends Travis and Britt. Football game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we left early. Yeah. So we're, I guess we're I'm guilty, getting... too. Yeah. I wasn't watching K-State. I was watching KU. <laughs> That's right. Getting pummeled. <sighs> Look, I love my Jayhawks. I, I, I'm, I'm very positive about the next year, okay? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. New, new direction. New coaching staff. That's right. New direction. Ooh, the winds of change. Yeah. Blowing through Lawrence right now, the football department. Everything's golden. Mm. Everything's golden. Before the first game. That's right. Well, Glenn, that's yeah. I I I can't justify the Seahawks fans leaving early. No, I can't because Board agreement. I I mean, you know, I I've never left a game early except for the KU game, which wasn't my team. So I was like, yeah, whatever, we leave whenever. <laughs> and we were all wanting to leave, and you're like, yeah. okay, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you would have stayed actually. But you can't, yeah, I would have. <laughs> uh, K State's been a lot of games like that. They're down a bunch, and they've come back and miraculously won. Um, so I, I, I've I've seen it enough firsthand to know that it's not over till it's over. It's usually over when it's over. Before it's over, it's over sometimes when it's over. <laughs> sometimes I don't know. All right, Glenn. Well, that that doesn't clear anything up. Nope. Muddied the water. We, we did. muddied the water, but um, I, well, I, we did clear up the fact that KU fans leave early. So we, we yes, yes, yeah, we're yeah, fair yeah. weather fans. Okay, and more so than any other fan base. Okay, right. so um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I wouldn't say that. That's not true. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, that means it's time for the final segment of the show already. Already? Is it already? Yeah, we kind of. I'm barely into the next we second beer. Blew right? through this episode, Glenn. Um, hmm. In more ways than one. By the way, before we begin, Brian, sorry the the fram the the, the frambozen. Not bad. It's not. It's not really. I, I had the. <clears throat> The opportunity to to drink for most of this episode, and it's yeah. seems fine. Yeah, 
It's good. Good. Okay, Lynn. Well, um, final to- uh, final topic on the show. Yes. Um, if I could bring it up here, let me tell. Is the question from the gentleman mailbag? Mm. Right. And we were talking about this earlier on. It just so happens that we got uh, somebody wrote in and asked us about this. What our stance was on communal food and oh, what we mean by communal food doesn't mean like you're at a hostel and you have a refrigerator when there's me it means like you know buffets work events where their foods laid out you know like company picnics company picnics company uh, well, dinners potlucks, potlucks all that stuff and and this hits a this strikes a chord for me glenn okay. because i am vehemently anti-communal food i can't do it i can't if there's people, if there's a lot of people around, mm. that's the food. I just I can't. It, it, I can't do it. it. It bothers me. I don't know what it is. I started when I was a kid. I didn't, it didn't bother me. But the older I got, the more I got weirded out by people having access to the same food that I'm about to eat. Mm. Not only that, all these different people <sighs> preparing it, touching it, mm-hmm. you know, sneezing well, around it. Well, you know, the 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 people that are preparing the food. I it's a necessary evil. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, if you're paying somebody to prepare the food, somebody's got to prepare the food. Right. But I don't like having people walk all around the food, get their hands around the food. Some people don't have the same level of... Yep. Uh, I want to. I don't want to say, like... Cleanliness? Cleanliness? Hygiene? Not hygiene. It's more like... Um, Awareness? Well, some people just don't care about that stuff as much. Some people, if there's a jar full of nuts... They'll just put their hand right in there and get a get a handful of them out. You know, mm-hmm. I would never do that to other people because, you know, for obvious reasons. I'm like stifling like 20 jokes right now. <sighs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Glenn. So that, that the, uh, so the, I mean, that's that's my stance on it. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the communal. Food. I don't mm. like buffets. I don't like any of that stuff. Mm. I hate it. I can't do it. I, I when I started dating Laura, it's like one of the first things I told her. I was like, you know what? <laughs> You need to know something about me. <laughs> and I was like, I I will understand if you want to end this right now. And that is that I cannot eat at a buffet. <laughs> Wait, so you've never had the Indian Indian buffet? Uh, I did Indian one Palace? time. Did, one time. Did I, was I there? No, I don't think oh, so. Man. Maybe you were. I don't know. But I, oh. I still, I don't care. I would rather just pay for the, my food and have it delivered to me at my table where no one else can touch it. No one else can breathe on it. No one oh, else can man. sneeze on it. Are you mm. a big fan of buffets, Glenn? Well, not necessarily buffet, but Brian, I love, I love, love the idea of communal food. What? How so? All right. So, first of all, your immune system needs to experience. It needs to be cultured, my when friend. You're, when you're growing up, maybe. <laughs> when you're a kid, maybe. No, 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 no. Your your immune system it needs this interaction with other you know microbes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. Oh, you, you're missing out on so much. All right, okay, that alone. All right, immune system. I'm making that up. That's really not a good. Yeah. The but I do love the idea of. I don't know. I just like the idea of like potlucks. I love the idea of a potluck because you're trying all this different stuff. All sorts of different people in Brian's kitchen. This is like, this is like, I'm just envisioning in my head. Painful for Brian. I'm just but envisioning in my head. People from different backgrounds making different types of food. You know, on paper, this idea. <laughs> I like this idea on paper, but in practice, that, that see, okay, and that introduces this other weird thing, which is like. 
people making the food at their house and then bringing oh, okay. it over. Right. Not only do you have the interaction of all these people with the food, but then you also have the person in their home. Like oh, maybe yeah. they dropped that steak on the floor and then they picked it up and put it back on the it's plate. Fine. Who hasn't dropped a steak and put it back on the plate? Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so I see what you're saying there. Yeah, you, you have people make their own special dishes. Yeah, you know? I think it's I think it's good. I think it's a bonding. Well, maybe not buffets. Buffets are a little different. Buffets are kind of like. They are strangers. Yeah, and the food's been sitting there a while, kind of in tepid temperatures, and you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is really. I'm good. just thinking. I'm just. I'm having all these flashbacks of like all these times. I remember one time I was at I was at a Pizza Hut. Okay, you know they have the Pizza Hut buffet. Yeah. Okay, I was sitting there enjoying not a pe- not the buffet because right. I ordered off the menu. When I, sure, when I, get a pe- when I get a pizza. Let me let me just clarify this. I'm not a buffet guy. I go no, uh, no, go no. straight to the menu. Okay, say no more. Uh, so, but I was sitting there and I observed a small kid go up to the buffet, and five or six years old or something, yeah. unaccompanied by adult. It's not his, it's not his fault. He's a little kid. Here, yeah, sure. But grabs a piece of pizza with his hands hmm? off the buffet. Huh? Drops it on the ground, puts it back on the buffet. <laughs> I am not making that up. That actually happened. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, you know the carpet at Pizza Hut's clean? Uh, yeah, kind of. The carpet is. It fell on the carpet. It, yeah. Uh, you know, or the tile. Either way, that's true. It's not like it's any better. Look, I'm just saying. No, nothing against Pizza Hut. I love Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, pizza slice on the floor, back on the buffet. Maybe that shaped me as as a young person. Maybe that maybe that is what caused me to it's fear. A crystallizing, you know. People have people have experiences that shape them as individuals, and I want to say that <laughs> that experience with seeing that firsthand as a part of the buffet. Maybe that maybe those two things are intertwined together forever. That I'll always be fearful of buffets after that. Well, I'll, I'll give you buffets. Buffets are a little weird. I think uh, they are. I still love them. I, I, I have no actually I have no problem with them. We you know the other part of this that mm-hmm. I don't like about buffets and it's unrelated to the cleanliness of them. Okay, but the whole concept of paying ten bucks and then eating as much food as you possibly can. Whoa whoa whoa! Totally ten bucks. Look, I don't I don't whatever the price. Where is. you go and eat your buffet? I don't at. know. I don't know. I'm just saying that's just a hypothetical buffet. <laughs> but I'm just saying it, ten, the whole idea of like. Paying your money and then like eat as much as you possibly can, and you're like overloading on all this stuff. Yeah. I, I just yeah. the yeah. whole concept. I don't yeah. like it. The whole thing. I'll give everything you about it. If I go to a buffet, I'm going to eat way more than I should, mm-hmm. just because it's there. Yeah, like, it's there. And you just paid eight bucks. And right. It's like I the gotta same get cost. my money's worth. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't really think that anymore, but yeah. But I know but you, that, you're, you're under pressure then. Yeah. Lots of people do think that way. Um, yeah. yeah I, the buffets are weird, but I'm gonna go with like potlucks and like communal food. I could see. I'm that. all for it. I would have to be in a room full of people that I completely trust <laughs> to be very cleanly. Shoot. Okay. Right. I'd have a short list of like five people I could do a potluck with, and. I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. I don't know if you're on there or not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. No. Not after the couch. No. Uh, uh, so anyway, Glenn, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I get that. Right. I get that part of it. I, I, you know, I, if it's amongst friends, I, I will, I will try to make an exception. 
It's very hard for me to do. Okay. But I don't want to be that weirdo that's like, you know... Pulling out the uh, the gloves. Yeah. Put it on the gloves. Yeah, the exactly. Gloves like, and... Yeah. Well, Brian, you can't live in a bubble, right? It's true. You can't live in a vacuum. It's true. And I'm sure that as much as I go to restaurants and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, everybody's got a story from working in a restaurant about oh, you know, yeah. things, that, things that go wrong, things that go off kilter. Yeah, this uh, burger's for a cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Glenn, I, I won't be visiting a pizza buffet anytime soon. Well, I don't blame you there. But I will be ordering pizza from Pizza Hut. It sounds really good right now, actually. Yeah. Going with this wonderful framboser. Frambosen. Frambosen. It's kind of a mouthful to say. Frambosen. Um, Okay, Glenn. Well, we figured it... Okay, we figured out making wrenches into swords. Yep. Um, We figured out giant ball pits in your house. We figured out... Leaving early from games and mm. why that's just a terrible idea. Well, okay. In most situations. Most situations, yeah. Um, we Green. figured out also communal food. All in one podcast. Well, we didn't figure it out, but we definitely... I feel like we shed some shed some more light on that. We both came to middle ground. That's right. Which is what this show's all about. That's right. Bringing people together. It's true. It's on true. the topics Namely, that matter. Me, me and Glenn, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, in theory, the yes. show is about bringing people together that's true it's true glenn um yeah mm-hmm. that was it was a good show it was it was well i wouldn't go that far but it was entertaining for it me was, i laughed yeah i did too i cried yeah i hurled mm-hmm. i mostly did the latter um okay <laughs> you look like you're about to hurl when we were talking about buffet <laughs> yeah i would yeah <laughs> that was, that's that's probably a good t- that would be a good time to have like a gentleman uh snapshot or yeah. something where uh, there's an actual visual from the podcast because running through some of the examples got me a little bit choked up. <laughs> you you looked a little queasy. Um, or maybe that's just the podcast, Glenn. I don't know. Maybe I'm just queasy during the podcast. Is it me? Am maybe I? it is, Glenn. Maybe you're making me uncomfortable. This is a this is a very close couch now. Yeah, this since there's only half the couch. couch is not that it's it's, it's like much two, smaller. two men on a moped. Basically. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, um, on that note, that was um, that was me and Glenn on a couch together, <laughs> side by side. Uh, that was episode forty three, Glenn. That's four three. Wow, we four we're, three. we're getting closer to fifty, Brian. Yeah, I'm getting up there. Um. I'm speechless. <laughs> well, on that note, Glenn, well, if you're speechless, yes. then I should be too. Okay. And that means that at the end of the show, thanks for listening to episode 43. Looking forward to episode 44. We will be recording it, releasing it next week. Thank you guys for listening to the the episode. We appreciate it. Appreciate all your con- contributions to gentleman.com. As always, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. We will see you next week. Later, guys. Drive safe. <laughs>